0: This is a Radio.com original. The people who would have classic cars on the show, and I always, I always came up with two. One would be Bo, Cheyenne's husband, re- husband and yeah. the other one would be Marcus, who is the stockroom guy who just seems like a car dude, and he's got like some car out in the back, like an old Chevy Malibu or something like that, ready to go.
1: Marcus seems like the guy who would have the car on the weekend plans, is just hiked up, uh, you know, working on the cars on the weekend. Yeah, a real car guy, real aficionado, probably not knowing what he's doing too much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome to a brand new Talking About Cars podcast where everybody has a car story and we've got a great guest for you coming up here i'm randy Cardoon, who has a very small and yet i'm not self-conscious about this yes a very small imdb page really well it's smaller than most i mean most no. of the people that you have there and it's not genetic either it's no. just something you have to build and work on over the years do you have okay. an imdb page i didn't even I do it. yeah how big is yours I don't We're know. We're comparing it's, size, by the way, right off well, the show. I know
2: your bumper sticker is bigger than mine, but that's... Well, you
0: know. that's
2: true. Yeah. It's pretty good. Anna used to keep it updated. So whenever we do a uh, episode of gas, she would add to it. Great. And, uh, yeah, So, we so had, yours is bigger, bigger than stuff. mine. P- possibly, yeah. Oh, God.
0: All right. Well, I make up... Now I'm like, starting see, to get self-conscious again.
2: I'm vertically challenged compared to you, so I have
0: to make it up someplace. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yes, you are. And with that, let's move on to our quick topic of the day. The quick topic of the day as we get ready. uh, By the way, did I mention I'm Randy Cardoon? I did. That there is Hot Rod Bob Beck, the man, the legend, who's joining us today from his uh, studio that has catering on the second floor. That's right. We do. Unbelievable. I got to get catering. And uh, we're visiting a guy you've likely seen before. We'll tell you about him in a minute. But real quick, this is kind of getting crazy here, COVID-wise, here in Southern California. Uh, I live in Los Angeles County in the West San Fernando Valley. And uh, there's all sorts of COVID restrictions and all this other stuff for people who live in the Bay Area. The uh, Santa Clara County people are not allowing, you know, it's one thing, you can't go to a game. I get that. I think a, a lot of people get that. There, they're not even letting the teams play. Oh. 49ers are going to have to play their next two home games in Arizona, the home of the Arizona Cardinals. That's the big story of the day. So that's interesting. And, and something else came up. You know, Bob and I, since we don't get out and do our thing as much as we used to and go to car shows, I noticed that you've been going to a show that has a lot of people there. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that, real quick. Well, we went to Malibu this weekend, and the it's it's an informal show.
2: It's not called a show; just people just tend to show up at the shopping center, and we probably had two to three hundred cars, and the people along with it, as well as spectators coming in. Now they were respectful, and there's very few, if any, that did not have a mask on. But -hmm. the gathering is pretty good. Uh, We had all people from all all walks of life, whether they were driving a, a small economy car to Rolls Royces, Ferraris, sure. and, and so forth. So these people are not as, I guess, mentally affected or worried about the pandemic going on, or and, it's and, their and form of protest.
0: And I, uh, well, that could be, and that's, that's an interesting point. I, you know, we, Malibu, is a ways really from places like Huntington Beach they're complain yeah. all the time. But it's interesting to see how many people will go, and then there are others like me, and I'll, I'll admit it, I just will wait, I'm gonna wait it out. But, yeah. and it's and not to say um, really who's in the right or who's in the wrong here. I'm kind of curious, and we'd like to hear from you guys who are watching the show and listening to the show, are you a person that would go to a car show? Or are you just kind of waiting for everything to mellow out uh and let us know you can reach us uh on our social media talking about cars you could uh email me at uh, talkingaboutcars@gmail.com. at gmail.com i'm interested in hearing what you have to say and we'll talk about it uh, in future shows because i'm frankly anxious to get back and do some car stuff but personally i'm kind of waiting until this thing mellows out i may be waiting until 2022 but let's just The car isn't going anywhere. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, at the beginning of this, we were both active in the car cruises.
2: Right. Uh, Around April, May, we started backing off and I really haven't gone to much. I've Mm -hmm. gone to the one in Malibu a couple of times now. We've, they've not been as busy as they are now, but for some reason, the last couple of months, they have really packed the cars in as a matter of fact this one ended with the sheriff's department pulling in blocking the entrance and telling everyone to leave
0: nice. but we'd already been there for two and a half
2: hours so yeah. you know what are you going to do it's at this point in time the numbers are, are, are vastly different too mm-hmm. from where you live and where i am as far as the infection rate the
0: mortality rate the people being hospitalized. It's like two different worlds. Where you live is where people who, where I live, go on weekends and hang out. Right. That's basically it. So, yeah. yeah. So, but
2: we're we're looking at the numbers and the numbers here are not even a quarter of what they are in the LA area. We're not seeing the same type of uh, rates of infection or hospitalizations. We're nowhere near what you're experiencing. So I think that's lending itself to people being a little bit more apt to go out.
0: We're going to put up a poll here uh, on social media this week as soon as this podcast goes up on radio.com. And, of course, we may do it again when it goes up a couple weeks later on YouTube. So look out for that. All right, let's get to our guest. He's standing by. We're visiting with a guy. You know, we always say that everybody has a car story, even if they aren't car people. Yeah. We're going to be visiting with a guy you've seen before. Uh, in fact, I just saw him on um, Single Parents, a show on ABC, a show I kind of liked, but I haven't heard if it's coming back. Maybe he knows. You all know him as Elias on Superstore. Let's bring him on. The man of few words because they don't script any for him. Yes. <laughs> there he is, Danny Gura, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the one, the only Danny Gura. Thanks for joining us, buddy thank you guys thank you for having me big fan how are you guys today no we're, we're good. good we're a big fan of you obviously and, it, and it's it's been fun watching the way they've treated you on uh superstore of course uh some real quick background on you i guess you've been you've been an actor for what you, according to your imdb page which of course we live on religiously because we know it's true because it's on the internet of course is uh you've been doing this kind of thing since you were six
1: yeah i uh, started out doing commercials in uh, orlando florida when i was six years old and uh Luckily, I, I came up right around the same time Nickelodeon Studios started there. Timing. Uh, that Universal, and, uh, and the same time that Disney brought a lot of their work down uh, as well. So I, I got very fortunate being about 10, 12 years old. But I get a nice little streak there working for Nickelodeon and for Disney for a long time down there.
0: Very good. So what was one of the shows we'd remember you on?
1: Well, I worked on a show, uh, if you remember, it's a, it'll be a classic show, and I was on ABC for two years uh, at Nickelodeon, a shared show. is called Hi, Honey, I'm Home. And it was about a 1950s TV family uh, whose show gets canceled or they're pulled from syndication. So they have to go live in the 1990s, the real world 90s. And it was all about the adjustment period that they had to make. It was on TGIF. But the the great part about the show was each week we featured a different guest star from an old 1950s TV show like Gil Gordon or Barbara Billingsley. Each week we had a different guest star who were playing their same character. So, oh, wow. you know, Barbara Billingsley was playing Beaver's mom on our show again. It was really, really cool and really fun and very unique.
0: Oh wow! Well, so was Barbara Billingsley the uh, probably the most memorable of those people that you uh, look back on? We I, I loved Barbara Billingsley
1: just because I mean, I, growing up watching *Leave It to Beaver*, she was always the sweetest one to us. Gil Gordon, who played Lucy's boss in the Lucy show, was. Just a joy to work with. I mean, these people. Were nice. We had um, Grandpa Munster was on our show. Oh, uh, Al, <laughs> Lewis. Al Lewis. Uh, Al yeah. Lewis. Yeah. So uh, you know, Gilbert Pyle was on our show. Uh, <laughs> was on an episode. So all all these great famous people from old you know old Nick at night days.
0: Oh um, wow!
1: And, and for some of them, sadly, it turned out to be their last appearance on TV. In a lot of respects.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, so what you're message. saying? So what you're saying, if I understand you correctly, is people who appeared on that show, their careers were never the same. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I would say their
1: life was never the same. <laughs> oh, oh okay.
0: okay. Just want to make sure. It was
1: a life-changing experience for a few of them. Let me tell you something. Oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay.
0: And they say yeah. you on top. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and of course, you've moved on and, and done a lot of things. Uh, of course, Superstore started, and and the one thing about Superstore I always thought was interesting is you didn't say anything for how long on that show.
1: Uh, I, you know, I wasn't supposed to say anything. Actually, um, I was brought on as an additional character as a background player, um, originally from the very first episode, um, from the, the, the very beginning of the show. this is now our—we're in our sixth season now. We just. We just celebrated our hundredth episode, my so um, this is now. And I was just supposed to be like a minor character in the background, but um, listen, I, I look at me—I can't be a minor or anything in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, the producers caught on to that. And by the end of the first season, I had actually been bumped up into a into a recurring uh, guest star, recurring co-star there. So uh, then I was given lines and given a little. My character of Elias was given. Some background, some history. I'm involved in a thruple. I'm the brother-in-law of the manager of the store. Uh, I'm. uh, I like to sleep a lot during the day, so they get some things right. uh, Some things (laughs) are very.
2: So you're typecast, is what you're saying?
1: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how. Just it just comes very naturally to me. They say, "Uh, "Hey, Danny, can you act like you're asleep with this uh this team?" And I say, "Act like it." Yeah.
0: There you go. Wake me up when you're ready.
1: I can what, what,
0: my character. What, what do they call that in acting? They call that That's a method. Motiva- what is it? Method. method. Method actor. Yes. Yeah,
1: method acting, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, uh, Tootsie. There, uh, he can dress up as a dress and a dress to to play Tootsie all that he wants. I can fall asleep on set if I want to. That's
0: right. You, you go, go to that guy that has the sleep store nearby, and you go to his method acting school. Yeah, just yeah. lay down on yeah. there and it'll be great. Go no, sleep on cue. Here you go. Boom. that's fun no I'm glad you're having a good time with that Uh, in and I will explain right now that Dan and I actually met uh, you actually worked as an editor at KNX radio for years where I still work and it it was an interesting experience because I didn't know you were an actor before you know it's funny you see people but you don't put two and two together and so when I heard you were going on and, and being an actor on a TV show and you've been doing this I thought Oh yeah, yeah. That's and then that's and then I just you know, so you were an editor in news. How huh? it, it was, it was, it was really a whole other world. It's, it's another, it's it's two separate
1: chapters of my life that I'm both proud of. I actually, yes, have a degree in journalism. You thought I was faking it when I was. You thought I was acting when I was acting as an editor. <laughs> I actually had uh, credentials back then. <gasps> I know. <laughs> I have I have a degree in journalism. Um, I'm one of those kids where uh, my my parents are not showbiz parents. So when I graduated high school, still acting, my dad said, "Hey, congratulations! That was great. Go get a real job." Yeah. So <laughs> like, I yeah. can't believe him for that. It's true, you know. It's, uh, so I, I went off to college. So I got myself a good journalism degree. I uh, had a good four-year school. I uh, spent some time working my way up through the system, like everyone else does, working in Orlando, Tampa, everywhere else. Worked in New York uh, for ABC News Radio for uh, about six years before making myself uh, over to. Uh, to KMX there for for the following years as well. So yeah, it said, did you,
2: you go ahead, Bob? Did you graduate college at sixteen? I mean, geez, <laughs> <that's>
1: <laughs> right. I am only I'm only sixteen now. Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah, let's get into the car thing because we we do talk a little bit about cars here because the yeah, show, I've, heard, I've heard of those. Oh, his name talking about cars. Cars. <laughs> uh, so. Let's talk about it. I mean, we always ask people at the beginning, what kind of cars were in the home when they grew up? What do you remember the folks driving? What do you remember?
1: My dad was a big Ford guy. Uh, he, he loved the Taurus. And every year, we'd have a, we'd have a new Taurus. So the, the, every couple of years, we, we'd get the latest Taurus. So uh, I grew up a Taurus guy. My mom was a Mercury, was just I, had the competitor of the Taurus there, the, the Mercury Sable at the time. <laughs> So you I uh, actually had a,
0: a Taurus and a Sable at the same time?
1: I know, isn't that weird? They wore, they went to war with each other in the garage. It was very it was a very uh, awkward situation for the two cars. Yeah.
2: Did you yeah. at least have different colors?
1: Yes, one was blue and one was white, yeah. Okay. Myself, uh, I, I had always dreamed and I, I, I still to this day I don't care. I wanted a Ford probe growing up. The probe <laughs> the probe was yeah. my God. when you're sixteen years old in the nineties, man, those lights that flip up yeah. and everything, and the, the door handles on the side. That's the coolest thing in the world, man. That's that's a great looking car. I learned later on what a, you know, bucket it was. But uh, (laughs) it looked like a great car when you're 16 and don't know any better. Uh, Instead, my my first car, I came home. And I remember my father got me my car, my first car. He said, come home. Come home from school. I was in college at the time. Come home. I finally got to a car. I said, oh, it's going to be a probe. It's going to be a probe. I just know it's going to be a probe. I came home, and there's the Chevy Cavalier, a 1996 Chevy Cavalier
2: waiting <laughs> wah, for me.
0: Wah, wah, wah. From
2: a Ford family to a Chevrolet? What? How you know, did that happen? How, How did
0: that
1: happen? There's price tag loyalty more than there is yeah. <laughs> so The parents get to get them themselves the Ford cars. My, me, it's the price tag. It's the price I see.
0: Girl. Yeah. Well, I kind of get that. I kind of get that. Yeah, I, I mean, they got you know focus at least.
1: <laughs> well, the focus was too compact. It was a little compact car. At least, at least, I could break the engine of my uh, of my Chevy pretty easily.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> good. So obviously, I did have the
1: Mercury Tracer. Do you remember the Mercury Tracer? Yeah. I yeah. had Mercury Tracer with a gigantic front bumper. the thing I remember about that car. It was, it was a little compact car with that gigantic front bumper. Ugliest thing
0: you've ever seen. But again. Very affordable. What was the what was the Ford version of that, Bob? The Mercury Tracer. I I'm yeah. I'm visualizing it, but I can't remember it
2: I don't even remember if Ford had their version of it. It could have been like the probe where
0: it that was could specific have been a, yeah. to
2: uh, specific to that uh, brand.
0: Yeah, as Jay Leno said, why would a woman want to get a probe? I don't understand that. That's <laughs> just like notice notice I'm not taking credit for that no. joke. No. no, no, no. Yeah. We have a for friend Pro- that actually races one of those. The had right. a short lifespan
1: though, right? I mean, what do they the yep. last about a decade or so? What are, what well, he was
2: supposed to come out as a replacement for the Mustang. Right. And uh, Ford saw the error of their ways and quickly disbanded that and came out with a, a newer Mustang.
1: You, you know, it's just showed... a Mustang. What's that? You can't replace a Mustang. How do you
2: know? Well, <laughs> they didn't. Yeah, he didn't. So they, they, they finally got smart.
0: Well, from just... the same
1: guys who brought you new Coke.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, exactly. And, and, yeah. And marketing being what it is, uh, Ford was probably one of the more interesting co- uh, companies when it came to things like naming something. I mean, they'd always come in, okay, they have the probe. And, and, yeah, jokes aside, that's an interesting way to name a car. Then, of course, they started with a Pinto, which means something else in other countries. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you've really got to watch when you name a car what it really means. Somebody asked what the Camaro was and it basically didn't mean anything. It just sounded good. Well they said in the press release in the press
2: conference when they introduced the Camaro when they were asked what does Camaro mean they said it's Mustang Eater. Mustang (laughs) Eater. Yeah so I mean it actually was in in reality but no one thought of it that way. So Mercury Tracer you had a Mercury Tracer.
1: I had the Mercury Tracer and and then and then because I, I didn't like to punish myself enough, my main car that I had for many, many years was my Saturn SL2. Oh my.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least like if it gets bumped on the side, it won't crease. You won't <laughs> no, get all these marks. At
1: least, right. When I drive it off a bridge, it'll float at least, which is exactly,
0: a, yeah. exactly. So bottle right. car I, glue
2: would fix it.
1: Yeah. Look, I had that car in New York. Okay, and this is the reason I had it in New York. Because when you live in New York, the worst thing to have is a nicer car than the other person has. Yeah. in New York okay. you want to have the worst car. So this way because really because that it becomes it comes down to a, you know when you're battling for traffic and space who likes their car more. If the <laughs> other guy likes his car more than you <laughs> like yours, you're going to get that parking space or you're going to be able to get into that, that lane very easily.
0: Yes. It really, really comes down to. Uh, it comes to uh, what's the one where you're going at each other at the same time. It's like chicken. yeah, you're playing chicken with yeah. you know, on New York streets. Right. If yeah. so I'm playing oh, okay. chicken in a Saturn, I'm not losing much. I mean, <laughs> my life. But other than that... You you bring up an interesting thing, Danny. And what is your most interesting experience? How long did you live in New York? Uh, about 10 years. Okay. What was your most interesting experience on the roads of New York? Uh, that's a
1: great question. Uh, you know, the roads of New York...
0: And you know, I'm not talking pretty- about... I'm not talking about out in the country i'm thinking manhattan-ish or something along those lines
1: well i'll tell you the things that come to my head right away being a floridian growing up in florida is the first time i'm driving in snow and just the feeling of the snow on the tires and just the feeling of of how i'm going to drive and then using the other guy's tire marks in front of you to kind of you know stay on that on, on that path in a sense there's that little dried out area that the other people who you know, driven through the snow already you're kind of driving along that same path <laughs> you're going to and, uh-huh. then just, and, then, and then, of course, I mean, you know, we talk about in California, traffic, traffic, traffic getting in and out of the, uh, of New York is, is, is crazy getting on and off the island. And just seeing all the different, you know, cars that would just line up for, to, 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 and all the different merge points just to get into the tunnel, you know, the, the, the different directions that would come for the Holland or Lincoln tunnels. Well, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. It was like watching like a Pac-Man uh, game
2: play out. Well, the worst part about that is the light at the end of the tunnel was New Jersey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bob, have you ever been to New York under those circumstances? Have you had? I lived there. Okay. Well, you lived in New Jersey for a while. I
2: lived in New York too, but I also worked at Javits Center quite frequently. Ah. So you know, we, you know, entrance to the Holland Tunnel was not too far from there, Mm -hmm. and it was just crazy. And sometimes we couldn't uh, get a hotel in New York, so we had to stay in New Jersey
1: right and of course the, my favorite days are marathon days where yeah. there are you know five different entrances on and off the island uh, in the world's busiest island and they shut them all down so that people can go run around and everything and they're yeah. running around this little exhibit island
0: so you're trapped and uh, no paranoia setting in there no not at, all. <laughs> not at all i'm on an island trapped with a bunch of runners i've got to say, tell you this story only because it when i was in new york i visited some friends on long island and I was coming home and I, I got on, I ended up making it on the subway. And then I had to catch a tax. Let's see, let me think about this. I caught a bus and then I was taking a bus and they went into Grand Central Station. And while in Grand Central Station, parked behind another bus, the bus drivers got into a fight. Yeah. So the bus drivers are fighting and we're, we're sitting here looking at this like, Okay, does this mean I'm not going to make my plane now? And these guys are hitting each other. Finally, somebody from the bus crew comes in and says, bus line says, folks, we're going to pay for your uh, taxi cab. So why don't you get off? And that was nice. So we got out of the bus and, and got into a cab. And the guy was driving it along when the motor blew. The engine died. So we're at some part of Manhattan somewhere. And then somebody else flagged another taxi down and somehow made it to my flight and I thought it's so entertaining. It is the Big Apple.
1: That's, that's a random Tuesday in New York. By the
0: way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is true. It is true. So
1: I used, I used to have the fear of um, my wife getting pregnant at the time of well, being pregnant. She wasn't thankfully, but getting pregnant in New York, I look at. Her, the last thing you want to do is, is go into labor in Manhattan and try to get an ambulance to try to go down Fifth Avenue with all the traffic. No one's getting yeah. out of the labor. People don't get out of the labor. Ambulances. Yeah. On Fifth Avenue, you know, in New York City, they, they, they yell at the ambulance, get out of the way, get out of the way. I was always afraid of like, what happens when you go into labor? You know, you're sitting there at Macy's and you go into labor.
2: What are you gonna do?
0: That's that's, I believe, called a sitcom. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I believe. Uh, right. Yeah. And, and and they shut down driving now on Times in Times Square. Right. So that makes it even worse. That's right. That's, that's
1: true. Right. Yeah. Now that now they go around all that.
0: Man. Oh, the joys of New York. At least yeah. you
1: couldn't go left in New Jersey. New Jersey has its fun parts where you can't turn left.
0: Seriously.
2: Yeah, yeah or the right turns are, are circle. You you've got a, a clover leaf.
1: Yeah.
2: Instead of making a right turn, you've got to turn or to make the left turn, you have to go right to come around. And yeah, it's it's I went back to where I used to live and the restaurant my mother used to work at was on Route forty six, and now that's a turnout.
0: Mm-hmm. It just, why?
1: Really? I know that area well,
0: actually, that 46 area. Ah, okay. Well, see, this is all about there cars it's and great. traffic and all sorts of interesting things. Hey, is it talking about New York. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting because uh, you brought that up, and of course, New York is known for, and New Jersey known mm-hmm. for all sorts of interesting traffic. You think L.A. has traffic? <laughs> no, not at all. All right, yeah. L.A. So, second.
1: You can complain about L.A. traffic. The thing you'll have to notice, and Randy, you'll, as, uh, as a sports guy, you should know this also, but, uh, maybe as a LA guy, I noticed the merge point. It's not the traffic that's bad in L.A., it just seems to be the merge point. There's so many different merge points in L.A. that that's where traffic backs up. I can go, I can drive on the 134 for quite a ways, you know, until I start to merge with the 170 or the 101 or somewhere, you know, and that's when it starts to get backed up. Is, is, that, is that what i notice? noticed?
2: Well, it's also a competition. Who can get to the merge
0: point first? Now oh, right. we're back to chicken again, huh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I need my Saturn back. <laughs> That's it. So, did you do traffic in town too, or did you just do no?
1: No, we're in, uh, here or in New York.
0: Either. No, no. I just did. Uh... Is this one? Is this one an actor, by the way? Does this one uh, want to be an actor? Well, only when she wants something, when she needs something to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I no. Mean, well, I I wanna... What do you want to be?
2: Teacher. A, a teacher. teacher?
0: With a million kids. And you want to teach kids. acting?
1: She's too shy to be an actor. You can see she's very shy right now. Yeah, yes, I, I, I uh,
0: was going to say something, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All anything right. she
1: wants. I told you anything she wants during the interview. Just as long as she's quiet and leaves me alone. You can see it, so it works very yeah, it well. That did work real well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm, I think this is, a, uh, I think this is a, an audition matters. for a new sitcom for you, Dan. Yeah, uh, or or a
1: judge. There's going to be a judge show coming up soon, I think, also. So oh, A
0: judge show? <laughs> You're going to be a judge? <laughs>
1: yeah. <Never. laughs> There'll be a judge in separating me from uh, Oh. oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Judge Judy, that'll be fun. <laughs> Welcome oh. to. All yes. right.
1: We'll bring back Super Nanny is what we need to bring back. Ooh, <laughs> there, there you
0: go. go. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the cars that you have. What kind of car do you have in your garage right now?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm easy. I've got a Hyundai Sonata, 2011 Hyundai Sonata, and a, a Jeep Cherokee uh, that we have. So, That's nice. Yeah, well, very dependable cars.
0: You'd have, you would have you know, fancier cars with they gave you more lines. I'd, I'd be more than happy to have fancier cars. I always wanted a nice Corvette.
1: Mm, wow, well, okay. that's my dream is the uh, is the Corvette the A Team Corvette. Remember the old the old face on the A Team that white Corvette with a yeah. red stripe along the line of the eighties. Uh, I love Corvettes. I fell in love with Corvettes. The, the, the design of the Corvette is that's that's the beauty for me.
0: Face from the A Team, right? You you, yeah. you you weren't a big guy as far as the uh, the van.
1: The van was always cool. But the van made no sense to me because it was for, uh, uh, for a spy group that they were supposed to be. They were supposed to be you know, undercover and running from the law. They've got this giant, ugly red stripe along the whole side, the most obvious van that you've ever seen they're driving around in. So I was always more of just a fan of the, the Corvette, always got me.
0: I, we always talk about the Starsky and Hutch Torino. Yeah. And that's one thing when they cast the car, when they put the car in, they actually have the car before as um, um, Paul Michael Glazer said when he was on the show some time back he said you know we get here and they show him the car and he's looking at the car and going wait a minute what why is this we're, we're gonna be on stakeouts we're, we're supposed to be like not yeah <laughs> ending out. yeah exactly and here we are in this you know tomato big tomato with the stripe on it you know right uh, that so TV is always fun in that mode, that's for sure. I
1: grew up, I lived in, I, in the 80s, I got the best cars. I got that, I got the Knight Rider car, I got, you know, Kit was was, was always so cool, and David Hasselhoff, the Knight Rider car, the Dukes of Hazard, of
0: course, so mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I had the best cars growing up. Okay, so when you say you had them, did you actually buy them? Well, I mean, the,
1: the, the die-cast models of them, I would have oh,
0: okay. oh, okay. <laughs> I went, wow, you got I a I wish best- I had a Dodge <laughs> Charger
1: like that one. Or the, uh, <laughs>
0: wow, okay. Do you still have your die-cast ones? Are they?
1: You know what? I've, I've, handed, I've handed them down to my son, who's not here right now. But yeah, he's got all my Hot Wheels and all my diecast cars.
0: Oh, boy!
1: One of productions of uh, cars like that. Yeah, that's
0: love. That's... All right. So, if you
2: could have a car, a, a Corvette, whatever the case may be, would it be a Corvette? And what? Or, or Corvette. what?
1: Definitely, definitely a Corvette. I know. Mean, I mean, you know, everyone's Tesla this and and I and you know, I, that. I want the Corvette. I, that's all that I. That's all I've ever wanted is the Corvette. I the design of a, of the Corvette is just so beautiful to me. I don't know much about anything else of it. Um, you know, they've driven around in them, and they they roar, they purr. It's just a beautiful car.
0: You don't you don't know the year by chance? What would that of be? The Cor-
1: well, of the, of, well, of that Corvette would be the eighties. But I'll take any Corvette. I'll take any. Yeah, any, I just any, yeah, when
0: did the A team come out? That, like, yeah,
1: like a nineteen eighty three Corvette right? with the with the with the
0: Super yeah the
2: 80, Yeah, the A team would be a C three, a, a third generation model.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. that's good, right, Bob? You're the Corvette guy.
2: I'm the Corvette guy, yeah. I've got a yeah. C4 and a C5. So oh, yeah. okay. Because
1: they finagled with the design a little bit, but I, I just remember the, the wave design in a sense. Always. Yeah, it was the
2: Mako Shark,
0: uh, had mm-hmm. the big bulging front fenders, and right. the rear came back, yeah. Everybody has a list, of course, and this is kind of adding to what we're talking about here, uh, of the car one day that you want that's on your list of cars I'm going to get someday. I'm imagining the Corvette's number one. Any idea what two or three is?
1: You know, I, I had, um, my friend had a Porsche Boxster that was uh, just a gorgeous little car to drive around in. And uh, it, and I loved, uh, I, I want, first off, it's got to be convertible. Anything with a convertible is going to, you know, just, just captivate me. I love the feeling of being outside. Now that I don't have any hair to mess up anymore, it goes through <laughs> very easily. So, I, you know, I can have the hair of the wind very well. Um, so the Porsche is always nice. And then probably, you know, you know maybe a good Trans Am. I always like the Trans Am. was always a fun car, a nice looking car. I love the DeLorean uh, with the uh, with the side doors. I think the, that's gold wings, fun. Yeah. Hmm?
2: the gold wings. The gold wing doors.
1: Yeah, and I know some of the new cars. Some new Teslas have those now too, right?
0: Yeah, on the big SUV in, in yeah. the backs in the back. In the yeah, back, in yeah. other yeah. words, for the back doors, they 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 are chopped, which is interesting. Yeah. I always thought that was kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, have you ever been inside one of those cars from Back to the Future?
1: Yes, the DeLorean. I have been. Uh, one of those ones that you know—I mean, one of the prop cars that they bring around a lot. But, yeah, I, I've seen them. How they—they are they Not very comfortable. The, the seats are uh, rather buckety seats in there, aren't they?
0: Well, and they're—they're they're interesting because it's a different kind of door. The window is not your typical roll-down window. No. It's just a little right. thing. It's um, like, like it
1: pops open like a school bus window almost, right? Like kind
2: of. No, like yeah, just, it just comes down, but it's just a small little section of the window.
0: Gabriel Iglesias was uh, on the show and he said that basically he got in there and he he felt very claustrophobic. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, I want one of these. Uh, Now I'm inside one. I don't think I want one of these anymore.
1: I see the Porsche Box is a dream car. I don't know if I'm going to get into one anytime soon. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay.
0: All right. I like that. I just
1: like to have it out in the front yard somewhere, you know, put it on some cinder blocks and I feel great.
0: There you go. So of all the cars you've had, uh, is there any car you've had that you would like to get back? If somebody was able to get you one of your old cars, what would it be?
2: Ooh, well, that's a,
1: that's a good question too. You know what? I miss my dad's Taurus. My dad's, I had, I, when, when I was growing up, he had the good old 80, I mean, yeah, the uh, 1992 Taurus or so, one of, the, one of the original models of the Taurus it was a fun, peppy car. I mean, there was a real, you know, you just, I remember I, that was one of the cars I, that I was first able to drive when I first got my license. And boy, there's that fun to, to, to floor. <laughs> I wonder Don't was tell it my a... dad I said that. Don't tell him I said that. But that was no, of course not. No no,
0: yeah. no, no. You no. never floored it. Not a bit. No, not no. At all.
1: No, 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 no. No. I swept the floors. Like I kept it, like yeah. clean. I, <laughs> I cleaned out the floors. Yes.
0: yes. He didn't he didn't uh have an SHO, did he? The SHO tourist? Yes. Oh, we did? okay. Yes. All right, we I have, have more explains putting it on. to the floor. Yeah. We have more respect for you now. Say, uh, okay. Yeah, I thought it was in just there, a yeah. Taurus.
1: No, 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 no. No, he had the he had the, 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 the motor, the essay show
0: that were both the motor and the Rev, yeah. That was the one with the Mustang engine, right, Bob? No, it had the uh,
2: Yamaha motor. It's a dual Yamaha overhead. motor? Yeah, dual overhead cam V6. Huh.
1: See, so when I grew up, again, again with, with the probe coming in, I, ne- I remember when they uh did they were actually get rid of the Mustang for several years? Is that what I remember and then bring it back? Or no, they No, they, they were going they were
2: going to, but they didn't. The probe came out. They came out with the Mustang 2. And then the 79 mm. Mustang came out and it was a rear drive configuration to keep up with the what the Mustang was. The marketing mm. part, department wanted the probe because they figured oh, that's the modern day Mustang. The problem was no one who's buying a Mustang wanted modern day, they wanted real
1: you've got the name recognition and, and, and so much history in the mustang and, and brand recognition of the mustang why yep. would you yeah why would you want to throw that all away
2: who you have the uh, the, the millennials becoming part of the marketing department and don't know the history
0: well and, and also also didn't they it had to do with really looking back at the past because so many people really liked the mustang the way it that was designed early, and everybody liked the old style. And to this day, really, they're bringing it back in one form or another.
2: Yeah, if you look at the current Mustang, it's very retro in design. It looks like a, an early 70s, late 60s Mustang just improved and updated.
1: Mm-hmm. What is so what they, is the Ford Pride car, then? I mean, like, what is the Ford Pride car at this point?
2: They're they're leading they're the, 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 the show attraction or the attraction car that brings them in? Yeah, it's yeah. the Mustang. Yeah. But you've got variations of the Mustang. You've got the Shelby versions. You've got the they brought back some special edition Mustangs. But it is still the uh, the halo vehicle that brings people into the showroom. Of course, now against what we're talking about, they're bringing out the Mustang E Edition or the E Mustang, which is basically an SUV that runs on electricity.
0: Which is kind wow. of strange if you think about it, because I mean, if Chevy suddenly showed up with the Camaro SUV, <laughs> yeah,
2: what what would that be like? I mean, yeah, uh, and Ford's defending it, and they're coming out with it, and then they're not changing the name, they're not taking any consumer input on it. Uh, but GM's done the same thing in the past. Uh, when I was involved with them, they were going to bring
0: back the El Camino, but as a Pontiac. Well, that's because it was being built in Australia, right? And and they had it anyway, and and. They were young and they didn't know the background of the L. No, you know? again, it's the, the marketing people <laughs> are young and enthusiastic
2: and have no clue of history.
1: I gotta let me ask you this as Vincent GM. Where does Saturn go wrong? I remember when I was growing up also the Saturn with the picnics in Tennessee and the and Saturn the- didn't
2: go wrong. Corporate yeah. management went wrong. Saturn was a standalone company that was part of General Motors but didn't utilize any General Motors parts. Or accessories, and GM, in the reorgan, in their infinite wisdom, decided we can make more money by bringing it into the fold and screwing it up, and they did, uh, and that was that was it. Uh, now Saturn was supposed to live on, and Penske was supposed to buy it during the reorganization. Hmm. They made it so difficult that they it, the deal fell through. Same thing with Saab and Isuzu, which were also part of General Motors, and were pretty good names and had a good uh, profit margin. But GM got rid of those. And some people say it was because with selling them, they wouldn't have needed the buyout money. Kind of like Ford selling off Jaguar and Mazda. Ford didn't take any reorganization money. Right. But if GM had sold the Zuzu, like they were supposed to do, sold Saturn to Penske, which would have kept all the Saturn plants open, uh, they wouldn't have needed the, the money and Saab. But instead, they killed the brands.
1: When Saturns came on, though, the, the the whole the concept of the family and let's have yeah. picnics and everything—it was so light or so different than what you'd expect, or you know, from how you picture car companies. Could yeah. you bring that back? Like, is is it just a dead brand at this point? I mean, can you can you bring something like that back?
2: You can bring it back, but the mentality of the auto industry doesn't accept it. It's kind of like the battle that's going on now with Tesla. Tesla is not a traditional automobile manufacturer. And there are some states that will not allow them in because they are fully owned. They own and operate every one of their dealerships. There are some states that actually have banned that. A manufacturer cannot own a dealership.
0: But that makes no sense.
2: I know. but it, I mean, unless it,
0: they're looking at monopoly kind of situation. That's part but. of what
2: they were looking at. But Indiana, for example, there are no Tesla dealers because they're factory owned. And in Indiana, they can't have, a. from what I remember, uh, Indiana cannot have a factory owned dealership.
1: That's mm. why we have 17 of them over here on right. the floor. we, we make up, up for it. We make up for it. Yeah. yeah
2: and you can have a dealership in a mall where you can buy the vehicle, but it's delivered at a service facility. And Porsche tried that too with having uh, their own, uh, they had the dealers selling them, but the servicing was handled by them or it was the other way around where they handled the the selling and the dealers got stuck with doing the service.
1: So who regulates that? Who, what's the thought behind that? Who, who, who is charge- consumer
2: affairs, uh, groups. So, you know, the, they control there's, there's a, what's called the Sherman act, which was a, uh, a federal act that determined and dis- uh, designed what dealerships and marketing is supposed to be. And it protects oh. the dealerships. Cause at one point in time, the manufacturers were trying to control dealers more and they're independent businesses. So the Sherman Act was put in place and it has some some barriers and some uh, regulations that the manufacturers have to follow.
0: I uh, hope you all are taking notes at home because yes. we will have a test coming up. When we take a break here, we're talking to Danny Gura, actor, car guy on occasion, and he uh, he likes faces Corvette. He
2: likes gonna, Corvettes. Yeah, That's he good. does.
0: When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about cars and all that fun stuff. Plus... We're going to ask him some questions about how cars might fit in with his cast members of Superstore. That's coming up as you're talking and listening to the talking about cars podcast on radio.com. We'll be right back. Hey, we're back with hot rod Bob Beck. I'm Randy Cardoon. This is the talking about cars podcast on radio.com. And we are talking to Dan Gura, the, uh, the guy that you cannot keep in the background of the TV show on NBC Superstore, which is going into its six year. So America uh, Ferrer is out left on her own. I assume. Um, uh, you were also on another show, single parents. And on that show is a guy who's kind of a car guy in his own right. Brad Garrett. He always shows up on, I mean, he, he's a car guy as well. I mean, do you ever see what guys like that drive to work, or does he ever talk about cars there?
1: There's always a lot of talking on both shows. Yeah, there's always. First off, there's, there's two types of talk on the shows. The one are the car guys, and there are car guys and a lot of behind the scenes guys. We've got um uh our, our, our on on Superstore, we've got a set designer uh, who is a racer, races cars on the weekends. Who <laughs> <Okay. laughs> has a funny car? There's a whole racing team on the weekends. So we've got guys who really, you know, the muscle guys who really talk about the types of cars and the nuts and bolts. And then you've got the front carrier, this, this, the ensemble stars, if you will, who like to have their egos of who's got the biggest Tesla of the week and who's got the new Model T and who's got this and, and who can beat them in a helicopter and all that fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, it, there's a lot of car talk, especially, you know, we, that's what you guys do. We, we sit around we'll talk, and we'll talk about the cars. And you're like you're right, Brad Garrett, big car guy himself. Um, I'm, I'm super stoked. A lot of car guys, a lot of car fans there really? as well. Um mm-hmm definitely much different than what their characters were mentioning, what their characters would be driving. That's for sure.
0: Well, let's, let's ask that. And that's uh, you know, if you look at the characters from Superstore, Danny, I, I'm always in, you know, I was thinking who would be character wise, the people who would have classic cars on the show. And I always, I always came up with two. One would be Bo Cheyenne's husband, husband, and the other one would be Marcus, who is the stockroom guy who just seems like a car dude, and he's got like some car out in the back, like an old Chevy Malibu or something like that, ready to go.
1: Marcus seems like the guy who would have the car on the weekend plans, just, just hiked up, uh, you know, working on the cars on the weekend. Yeah, a real car guy, real aficionado, probably not knowing what he's doing too much, uh, probably making <laughs> yeah. more things than uh, him. He's fixing at the time, but still he wear he wear the part very well. He's a warehouse worker on the show, uh, played by John Barinholtz, uh, Ike Barinholtz's brother from the Office, uh, from uh, from Mindy uh, Project. Um, funny guy, dropped that funny guy. Uh, yeah, but, really yeah he he looks he looks that part of the guy who just he's good with a wrench, even though you have no idea what to do with it, of course.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and there are others that let's say are not, but uh, for example uh, Jonah and Feldman. He doesn't quite strike me as a car guy, is he in real life?
1: No, Ben's 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 not a car guy in real life either. He's uh, he's he's much too um, I don't want to say fancy. He's much too proper for that, I guess. So he's got a good car. He's got a, he's got his family car. He, look, he's a he's a father of two now. And I oh. see him, He's got he's got a nice dependable family car that he drives to work and and you know is not splashy at all or or show off at you know, all about it whatsoever. And his character is the same way. His character is uh, went to business school, dropped out of business school, but is a real Fancy and proper and, and, and well-educated and well-meaning person. You know, he'd, he'd probably, what are we driving, a Saab or a, you know, would be nice, to, yeah. maybe a BMW, a regular BMW, just, just something nice around the block that, you know, he'd go for.
0: Now, for those people who have watched the show, Bob is going to watch back episodes just so, okay. you know, we're up on this. Uh, basically, I- uh, for example, I've seen a few of them have cars, like um, Mark McKinney, who plays Glenn. Mm-hmm. The manager again. Uh, he drives around in a in an SUV because he's kind of a
1: he's you know he's a, he's, a, he's a he's a preacher person. He's he's a, he's a good old good old fashioned guy. You know, just a good American man. He, mm-hmm. Our show takes place in St. Louis, so we really are the Midwest. You know, and he is as Midwestern as they'll come. And, and he's a family man. And 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 he'll adopt he's a big adoption of kids. He's a lot of kids that he's adopted. So, yeah, he'll have that SUV. Um, and just very plain and very, very honored to have it.
0: And I think the only uh, other car that I remember that somebody showed, maybe, well, I believe Amy had, uh, maybe she had a Mercury Tracer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but <Poor> Amy, <laughs> that's why right.
1: when she left, she didn't get very far. Oh, yeah, that's so
0: <laughs> <it's> true. <laughs> Tried to ship that car out and it didn't work. However, <laughs> Lauren Ash, who plays Dina, did have a pickup truck if I remember right.
1: Yeah, Lauren's got her pickup, and she's got the same pickup. And Lauren Ash's character of Dina is the, the tough guy, uh, tough gal, if you will. No nonsense, no BS. Assistant manager who kind of keeps everyone else in check. <laughs> so, I see. <laughs> excuse me. So, yeah, her car, her truck is very much her. A strong, uh, stable, no bit, no no BS. Here's what you get. Here's what I have. Truck.
0: I don't remember anybody else on that show having a vehicle that we saw. I don't know. Yeah, did, I don't really
1: show them off too much. It's really just a lot of, um, it, It's it, you know, we're, we, we work at a big box store, we work at a, a superstore, a Cloud Nine is the name of the store. You, you picture any kind of car that you see outside of a Target or a Walmart, and that's what we're going to have.
0: Uh, can you say who the, uh, who the car people are that might be in the group or any of the actors' car people in real life?
1: Uh, yeah, Colton. Colton Dudley plays Garrett. Um, the character oh. in the wheelchair uh, is actually a very big car guy. Um, and he'll talk about it. He likes to talk about the cars and, and he keeps on track on top of them and and knows so much more about them and the specifications and everything. He really has a real appreciation for them. So it's fun to listen to Colton because other guys will come to Colton and say, Hey, what do you think about this car? What do you think about this car? You know <laughs> and he's kind of the guru on the set of all of that.
0: Colton, you want to be on the show?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Give the yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> who, who's the racer?
1: The racer is uh, Trevor Larkin.
2: Oh yeah, I know Trevor. You know Trevor. I know, you know Trevor. Trevor. He's got a he's got a dragster. Yes. Um, his dad was a, a big racer in the early yep. '60s, and uh, yeah, he was. Uh, as a matter of fact, I met him a number of years ago when he was the transportation guy on the Snake and uh, mongoose movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. He's, he he races almost every weekend, almost every other weekend. He's out yeah. somewhere racing.
2: He's driving a funny car for another team, but mm-hmm. yes, he drives the nostalgia uh, series. Oh. If you if you
0: see him give them my regards.
1: I will. Absolutely. I'll talk to them uh, my, uh, the next time I see him, which will be in a couple days. I'll see him.
0: Yeah. Are they, uh, just for the hay of it, single parents, are they coming back?
1: Single parents is not coming back, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, okay. I'm a show I like I that show, it. actually. I don't it
1: was Oh, a well. Show. It was I like that. Yeah.
0: yeah, that was a very good show. So, all right. So you're basically going to be on Superstore for the conceivable run of the show, which will be another 20 years. And, uh, <laughs> And you'll finally be the lead of the show as other people drop off and they bring new people on. I can see this. This is Eventually,
1: the... they're going to get desperate enough to give me a storyline, right? They Eventually, they <laughs> run out of ideas. So that's what happens. 19 years in, when everyone else is gone, and really it's just a one-man show at that point of me talking to the wall, that'll be <laughs> my time to shine. You'll be the everything, assistant will be automated.
0: Automated. everything will be automated.
1: I'll just do all the jobs. I'll just, I'll just do yeah. everything that there is there.
0: Everything's
2: self-checkout, you know, you, you know. You need something off the top shelf? No problem. Go get the forklift
0: yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right, man. Let's see. Have we forgotten anything? Let's see. Are there other questions? No, I think that's it. I think we got it. Any other good car stories you want to throw in as long as we got a couple minutes left?
1: Gee, I wish. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny because I, I watch you and I listen to you guys talk about the cars and everything. And I should play. You know, I remember uh, just taking the school buses around and having kids with the car and motor magazines and things on the school buses and, and reading all those magazines. And I, there is a real appreciation. I, I, you see the Bob's Big Boy out there, the people who really, you know, I respect that a lot, the, the, the people who really get into this whole, you know, it's, it's more than just a hobby. It's more than an obsession. It's it's, it's a real lifestyle in a lot of sense. I really respect a lot of that. I really, I, I wish I could do that. I, wish I I wish I had the knowledge of that.
0: All right. Let me ask you a question because we brought this up at the start of the show, and that's—I uh, know you have kids and all this other stuff, so you've got other things occupying your mind, and you're working. But uh, would you go to a car show now, or would you wait until things calm down with uh, the pandemic?
1: I'd go to one now that took the precautions, that mandated masks, that—that that, you know, really, you know that took precautions and took the pandemic seriously and took the people who are attending the car show seriously. Okay. I, I have faith that, that they can be done safely, but mm-hmm. it has to be done safely.
2: Touche. All yeah, right. So you're talking about Bob's big boy. So exactly. Friday nights.
0: A, a perfect example. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Just get those masks out and wear them. Yeah. Right. That's, right. it. that's it. Danny Guerra, thanks for joining us, buddy. And don't forget, everybody, remember to listen, like, and share our podcasts uh, to our radio.com and, of course, uh, our video podcasts on YouTube on the Two Tired Guys Productions channel. And when you subscribe, you will be notified that a new show comes up. And remember, when you subscribe, it helps all of us, doesn't it, Bob? It does.
2: It, it does. does. It really we can does. expand the show. Randy can get his own studio like I have. And it, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, we got to work on that. <laughs> I think somehow you got a hold of the budget person. I haven't talked to Yeah. About hey follow us on social media we're on facebook we're on twitter we're on instagram and become a two tired guys talking about cars patron on patreon.com get exclusive uh, interview clips like the one we're about to get with dan he doesn't know it yet but we'll get one and we'll also get access to two tired guys and talking about cars and even uh your show bob yeah gas gas g-a-a-s that'll be uh you can get swag to that by becoming yes. a patron All right, until next time, I'm Randy. That's Bob. That's Danny. Having fun talking about cars. See you next time, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Thanks, everyone.